I think the most important midah uh, that we need in those days is to be humble. I mean, if you think you know everything, if you knew exact what the way, how to educate, you have to go to study again. Welcome back to Education, where it's all about raising passionate and committed Jewish children. My name is Yair Menchel, a parenting coach and passionate Jewish educator with lots of experience as a formal and informal educator who cares deeply about raising my own children to be passionate and committed Jews, and I'm curious, just like you, about the best practices to do that. If you clicked on this episode, that means that you're either a subscriber, so thank you, it really means a lot, or you're intrigued, like I was, about the story of Rabbi Menachem Bambach, a Haredi Jew from Meisharim, who started the first ever Haredi school of secular studies. You may have heard of Rabbi Bambach from his popular article in the Times of Israel about how he dealt with his daughter going off the derech, or maybe you saw the viral video from Yom HaZikaron three years ago when a Haredi Rebbe was teaching his class about Yom HaZikaron, the loss of Chaylin. It went viral for so many reasons, one of them being that it isn't typical to see Haredim feel a deep connection to Israeli soldiers, since it's not something that they're necessarily as connected to. The Haredi community is something that is both fascinating for many, as well as difficult. The Haredi community lives with a constant fear of the outside world, and therefore keeps a tight lid on any outside influences such as secular studies, or disowning a child when they go quote-unquote off the derech, or chooses a different lifestyle. In this week's episode, we have the unique opportunity to hear what drove Rabbi Menachem Bambach to start this first ever Haredi school of secular studies. What inspired him? to create the meaningful Yom HaZikaron lesson, as well as how Rabbi Bach dealt with his own daughter going off the derech and many other of his thoughts on education, parenting. Rabbi Bach is someone who has a lot of experience and really offers a tremendous amount of wisdom. I hope you'll enjoy the episode as much as I did. Enjoy. This week's guest, we have the pleasure of hearing from Rabbi Menachem Bambach. Rabbi Bambach founded and directed the Le'etzion Berina High School which was awarded the Religious Education Prize. In addition, Rabbi Baumbach founded a preparatory program for Haredi students at the Hebrew University of Yerushalayim and directed the youth department of the Beitar Elite Local Authority. Currently, he leads the Berdichev Hasidic community in Beitar Elite and is the head of its seminary for young people, which he also founded, named Torah Academy. Torah Academy is a new and exciting educational model that affords children from mainstream Hasidic homes the opportunity to remain rooted in Torah study and values while preparing for life as an adult, that requires professional skills in order to become self-supportive. It's, it's the first high school in, in Israel to ever be doing this, which is it's, it's truly incredible. And it uh, really gives them the opportunity to combine their traditional education with an opportunity for educational and professional advancement as adults. Torah Academy offers a solution that will empower the next generation through knowledge and education. Rabbi, Rabbi Bambach also heads the Hasidic Girls Seminary affiliated with the Netzach Haredi Educational Network that Rabbi, ba- Rabbi Bambach created, which has 10 schools under it, and, and including a virtual school that was started during COVID, totaling 1,400 students that Rabbi Bambach is, is leading. It's, it's incredible. It's, a, it's amazing. Rabbi Bambach holds a, a BA in education from the Moresh at Yaakov College and an, a master's in public policy from the Hebrew University of Yerushalayim. He studied at Vizhnitz, and the mirror, and it's really, really is close to have you here. Thank you so much for for coming to talk education on your you know brief trip in from Israel, and really such a such an important trip for you to take the time out to talk to education. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you that you gave me such a good uh, opportunity. Thank you, thank you. Just to meet you. Oh, thank you, thank you. It's uh, it's really it's this is all mine. So first things first, 
what inspired you to not only go into education, but to create so many educational opportunities for so many others? What, what inspired you to do that? I think that um, it's really in, it's really an interesting uh, question, but I have to say that sometimes your motivation as um, a source of pain. Mm. There is a pain and, and pleasure. Sure. But pain is very strong motive. Right. It helps you to make some changes, but it's for the short term. If you want to do something for less, you have to be in the pleasure uh, time. Mm-hmm. So I start with some pain because when you grew up in a community that I really love and really, really... Sure. Um, you grew I, up You grew up in Me'a Sharim. I grew up in Me'a Sharim. Right. And I, if you met me at the age of 20, I didn't speak even Hebrew. Really? I could Tor- be... I always said... Yiddish that, and that, that's it. That's, yeah, wow. I could be a good teacher in Yiddish. <laughs> Um, but the fact that um, you, in some ways, you're isolated. You don't have any access to the world, and it comes a moment when you realize that uh, you're missing something in life. Mm-hmm. So it could uh, produce some pain, and this pain, I think, gives me very. It gave me a lot of motivation to do something by myself, for myself, and also for for and then for the community. But I can tell you. Then when I I will never forget when I was seventeen, I learned in Vision City Shiv in Bnei Brak, and I came to the Meshgiach and I asked him, or Meshgiach, let's be honest, how many Bochum who are sitting now are sitting and learning, learning all day long? Really? And he said something <laughs> that it was it was embarrassing, yeah, yeah, you know? sure. B- but I felt it's something the system is not for everyone. I can say for myself, it was really hard for me. I. I, I was analyzed as an ADD person. Right. So I remember it was very, very important for me to study, but just not all day long. Mm-hmm. Sure. And it, it's frustrating, you know, in yeah, some ways. Yeah, no, it's very challenging, for sure. And what what got you to think that you were missing something? Like, you grew up in, in Meisharim. You grew up in, in a very Haredi community. What got, what, what, how did you even realize that there was something that you were missing? <laughs> wow. I become uh, a counselor for Russian immigrants in the beginning of my, uh-huh. just right after I got married. I'll tell you something more. Sure. After when I got married, after when I got married, I started working in a, a technology um, uh, system. Uh-huh. Uh, it was UKA, United Kashrut Authority. So you didn't start out in I didn't, no, I, 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 I didn't start right really? away. Really? Wow. And after, and I got a lot of money, even I didn't, uh, had any professions in, in but, but but I knew I, I love technology sure. and I felt and after three months I came to my wife and I said wow that's what I'm gonna do in my life right it's unbelievable uh, that's this this is not something that I would like to and then I got a very a uh, good um, a good atzaha uh, suggestion to 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 become a counselor for Russian immigrant, immigrants mm. and uh, I will never forget the day that a young my young boy, it was 12, it was an elementary school mm-hmm. and it was with a dormitory. So one of the young kids came to me and asked me if I can give him some help in homework to, to help him to make some homework in English. So I didn't know. So he said, oh, English is really tough. Maybe you can help me in mathematics. So, it, and I, for sure, I didn't know also mathematics. Right. So I understood Did that. Did you, I meaning growing up, were you taught mathematics that you knew? You, you, you had, then I didn't know. You didn't know math, right? No, for sure. <laughs> Wow, but 
it was also n- a moment that I understood that I have to do with myself something. Sure, it's uh, something sure. missing in my life. Um, so this is, this is, I think, you know, I would say always uh, is a feeling inside. You don't have the maybe the moment, the right um, moment to express or to understand what's going on inside. But I think this is, was one of the mo- of those moments. Uh-huh. Wow. That's, yeah. that's incredibly mm-hmm. powerful. Wow, wow, wow. It's amazing. And, and then from there, you went, you started out. How, like what? What was the next step? How did you start getting into? So you started as a teacher. You started starting your own school. How did? What was the? My first initiative was when at the age of twelve. Okay. I had the you know the Chavrati Lim the Charedich community. You heard about that? I'm not, I'm not familiar. So because the parents wants to sleep Shabbos Saturday yeah mm-hmm. Shabbos, um um so there is there is idea that you take kids in. In the show, mm-hmm. and you you say to live with them, and then oh, nice. you give them some some uh, sweeties, some, and things, some candy, some and candies. <laughs> yeah. So it, when I in the age of twelve, I start with this. Oh, with this nice. Yeah, and you, was, that was your own initiative. You just started. It was that. my initiative, and also I had a philanthropy. Uh, philanthropy uh-huh. uh, <laughs> he gave me he gave me some uh, every sh- uh, two hundred two hundred fifty shekels just to to buy those good good. Oh, nice, kids. nice. So and I remember I felt it's something that it works, mm-hmm. and it was very popular in in our neighborhood. And so I think I I always felt this is a place that I would like to to do, and I'm very proud. I love educators. Uh, always when people in Israel when they ask me to come to speak to to educators or to teachers, I I always glad to do so because I felt I feel. People who are educators, they they shape the future uh, generation. Sure. And also they dedicate, you know, how much money do you get in Israel from in this, <laughs> in this kind of... Uh, so, so so I always admire them and I feel the mamish. Those, those, those are the people that we need to support. Right. Yeah, growing up in my... I grew, my father is a, is a principal, is an educator, my mother too. And growing up in their home... I saw the amount of impact that they were making. My father was, you know, as a principal, so like these stories he would come home with, and my mother too. The, the the stories she would tell us also about, you know, really teaching her students and really making a real impact. I remember as a young kid, I would say, how could I not go into that and and have that impact on people if I could, you know, if I'm if I'm able to. It's 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 amazing. So then, what what was your next step? What what? So after you 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 started at twelve, and then how did you then go and make this whole entire Educational network and and okay. So the story I will make it short. I start as a as a counselor mm-hmm. uh, with Russian immigrants, mm-hmm. and uh, I become the youngest uh, vice principal in Israel. Right. I I start. Um, I made the first degree. I I I, I just learned a lot. I will never forget when I came to a program mm-hmm. before I start my first degree. Sure. And it was a very professional program from the government mm-hmm. in about it's about management uh, domit- dormitory management, right? And the guy who managed this project told me, "Listen, you don't have even a first degree. How can I take you?" Mm-hmm. And I said, "I will never forget." I said, "Okay, if you're gonna take, if you don't know gonna take me. I'm gonna do my job. I'm gonna do a lot of mistakes. <laughs> Please reduce the right. amount of mistakes." And he and he took me. Really? Yeah. Wow. That was very smart and then, thinking. <laughs> and then I, I made my first degree and I become the vice principal for Russian immigrant school in in uh, 
in Afula, Givat Amore. Then I become a principal in a regular high school for Russian immigrants. And also I was really privileged to get the Education Ministerial Prize in uh-huh. 2011. Right, right. Uh, because we had very great results and it was Mamesh Kedush Hashem. We took kids, they didn't know even they're Jewish, from uh, Rus- wow. Russia, Ukraine, Belarus. So this is not in the Haredi no, 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 this is not. yet? This was yeah, this is what a part of what I, what I made. And this is mainly because the Kalina Stalina Rebbe, he was very, very in about the Russian. I'm not a Kalina, but mm-hmm. I, I'm very a big fan of Kalin Stalin. I love the rabbi very much. Yeah. I, I think he's the greatest uh, leader I know in this generation. Really? Wow. Um, Hasidic leader, yeah. He's very conservative, uh, but he's very open-minded. Interesting. So so this is, was, even you know, in 91, when the all, it was the uh, huge, uh, uh, the, the immigrant, uh, uh, the big aliyah right, from Russia. Right, big right, right. So he said, why the kibbutzim need to take the old Russian kids? Why we should not deliver, give an uh, um, um, alternative way to educate the kids? Mm-hmm. So that's why I took the schools and Bukh Hashem made a lot, a lot of success. And I have even now, um, I think, more than 100 young Uh, Haredim that Boch Hashem we, we, I was a part in their life wow yeah and these and pr- your students are primarily coming from which, oh, which area so, from- so now and this project finished in 2014 okay because it was really hard to to get Russian Jews right it was uh-huh. really hard really Yeah, and why then, because there weren't so many or because they weren't as interested you know there was many lies in in Russian they, they wanted very much to come and then they they just faked the documents oh, and we understood I I I love people I love <laughs> everyone but to dedicate my life is just for Jew, for the arm Israel right so it was a moment we understood we need to start with this project got it Baruch Hashem, right. we finished. Yeah. And then I come up with my old, old idea just to do something with my community. I have to say something. I love very much the Haredi community. I think they play a very important role for the future of Am Israel. I have many, many, many um, great moments that I had in that I have and, and I know in the Haredi community, but still I feel it's a time that if we, we are not going to change something, Maybe this community will not exist. Mm-hmm. I mean spirituality. Really? In terms uh, of what? Why, why do you think it's... Because, you know, um, stagnation. I mean, if you don't change, you will not be exist. Right, right. You, you, to, to, to stay... Meaning you think, what, what, would, what do you think would have happened? I think people become disconnected from God uh-huh. because the even, emptiness... You're saying even in the Haredi world, you're yeah. saying? Really? Wow. In the Haredi community right now, there's a million two hundred thousand people, and each twenty five years we are doubling ourselves yeah in two thousand twenty eight forty percent of all our first graders in Israel will be members of the Haredi community mm-hmm. in two thousand sixty the majority of Israel will be Haredim, and the fact that everybody is sitting and studying Torah, this is something they could it never exists before right it's a new idea mm-hmm. And as we know, the majority couldn't sitting and studying Torah all day long. That's, sure. that's the truth. Right, no, it's, it's not possible. And I would say something society. radical. It's like a common lie. Everybody knows it doesn't work, but everybody is quiet. Mm. And, just, uh, and this, is, this, is a, this is one of my sources of pain. 
that I feel that if we will not provide alternative way of education, people will feel the emptiness, people will feel that they have no any future in their life, not to finance themselves and not to uh, be integrated in Israel. And this is what will bring people or, or will them push them out of the community. community. Mm-hmm. The, there is a new generation, you know, uh, let's say since the Holocaust, because because we, we, we needed to rebuild the Olam Shivot. Sure. And because everybody was destroyed right, after right, the Holocaust, right. it was really a great mission. And I think the beginning, it was, I think, I, ooh, I am that I can say if it's right. It's not, it was big dolim, right? The Chazonish. Right. But the fact that it becomes like a part of the majority, mm-hmm. it's... It's terrible. It's right. I, I can You're say like more, without any a, thought to it. You're saying it just everyone just goes. It's with a it. tragedy, right? Even we can find some differentiation between the Lithuanian community and the Hasidic community and the Sephardic community, but still, it's a part that the majority are not going to academic world. And if you are speaking about risk, to drive a car is more than risk. You can be uh that's excellent could could happen then right, sure. dropping out from the community right right wow so how did how did e- the... even to get married is some risk right? <laughs> <laughs> people do it sure okay so how did the how did the Haredi community react to your so what i made is just to open the first Hasidic high school sure and i will tell you a story very a not easy story that before i start i walked three months just to convince people to come and to for an event to even just be open to the idea of it yeah right just listen because i felt i felt sorry no, i felt that um and because i just because i have uh, a background in education so i can bring what i know my expertise to the community sure so that's why I said to myself, I'm going to do something with to the community. I, I, I took a very nice place in, in Betan Alit with good food, 150 places. I made very nice presentation. And uh, we walked three months with very nice staff. Just they should come and listen to the idea, the new idea. Right. They can send their kids to a new kind of school. Right. And uh, unfortunately, the, the, came, the, the gray day came after three months of... of uh, preparing the day and only five people came really it was wow. so sad I'm sure that must have been really like heartbreaking it was heartbreaking yeah. I, I felt what do you want from me I, I want to do something good for you all and and one of the one of the parents who came they said they, after that I said why you came so they said that we have, I will tell you the truth we have no kids but we had it was good food was interesting for really? us. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I stay with just four. Wow. And, oh, and none wow. of them send their kids oh, because boy. they felt just four people. Right. Sure. But I will never forget, you know, I always say that the, when there is unwilling situation, there, is, there are three ways how to react or doing nothing or to complain. It's very Jewish, yeah. mainly in Israel. <laughs> Or to change in your territory. Uh-huh. So I felt I'm going to do even have five kids. This is my shlichut. I would do it. I know. So I, I will never forget. I came. I get up in the morning and I said, I'm, that's what I'm going to do. Right. I had 14 kids. 14 for, t- for the first year. Yeah. 
So and then 14 from from Hasidic. It was really odd in the beginning to recruit those kids yeah. and to convince. But Baruch Hashem, part of them was great, great families. Trust and me. these were from from real Hasidic, Hasidic real. regular families. Wow. And there were two kinds of parents. Some of the parents feel they want to stop the circle of poverty. Uh-huh. And there was other kinds of parents. They felt that uh, their kids are not gonna not gonna survive the regular system uh-huh. because it's right. demand. Yeah. yeah, it's hard. Yeah. So Bochashem. So this is what happened. And right now we have thousand four hundred kids in many many schools, elementary Baruch school, Hashem. boys school, wow. girls schools. And I I want to make sure that my students would not need to immigrate to Israel at the age of twenty. Right. From Asherim. Right, right. That I, I'm from diaspora, as you, you understand. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> so, and, and, and how did the, the broader Haredi community, I guess, react or accept? Or was there backlash? Like, how did, what, what was your You know, the Haredi experience? community, one of the greatest tools that they have, I'm not sure if it's a tool, I mean, it's fear. Right. Fear is one of the greatest um um, you mean like the fear of not being accepted or? No, no, no. Fear. What does what it mean, Haredim? You, fear. Yeah. yeah. You fear for something. Right, 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 right. This is a way you protect yourself from outside world. So I want to say something. I'm very empathy about those fears. And I think it comes from very good um, thinking. Or I mean, this is something that protects you from many, many, many things that we are suffering now from those, the new world. Sure. So I'm really empathy, but not everything you can, you cannot really manage a world right. with fear. Um, so yes, in the beginning it was really, really not, it's not, it was not easy. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, um, it was brought people who protest and, and demonstrations and propaganda. It was not easy in the beginning. Um, but I felt um, that it's just a moment, it was the beginning. Once we will succeed, people will see that we can make good results and they were going back to the community even if I'll finance the community because you know the robbers we need people right you don't need to come to the five towns to collect money <laughs> <laughs> just they'll have inside the community people who can support right. themselves and support it and help the community so some people saw the, the good of it also yeah uh-huh. so 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 I, I know it's not easy you, you know the, the story about the Kedusha Slavy which story the Kedusha slave once uh, built uh, Besmedrash, and uh, after it was the first um, um, floor, and he asked all the community to come to the show, and he wants to he wants to deliver something for them, and, and then everybody came, and said, "Listen, we start building a show, and something is very funny because I know." Vaim Shal Kodesh, there's supposed to be resistance. And everybody's quiet here. I felt maybe it's not Kodesh what we are doing. I would like to stop building the show. And we were, were shocked, you know. And after two weeks, the neighborhoods, they, they, try, they, they start uh, complaining that it bothers them. So he said, for the community, now it's a time to rebuild. Really? Continue building wow. the show. Wow, interesting. You know, I know Vaim Shal Kodesh is usually not accepted to everyone it's mm-hmm. this is a part of the it's built into the fabric of it yeah right exactly wow it's uh it's incredible uh, along the process of starting these new institutions that were so different and unique in the Haredi world were you ever concerned about starting things that maybe would be 
either detrimental in a way to the Haredi lifestyle or Haredim that they weren't exposed to before? And like, how did you navigate that? How did you decide which things, you know, I'm going to expose to, which things I'm not going to expose to? Like you, you mentioned like math and, and so, like which, how, how did you choose that, those things? And like, I know there's this, you know, there's the story with Rav Chaim Kanievsky, I believe it, I believe it's with Rav Chaim, where he, someone once, uh, I think an educator came to him and said, you know, the children in our school can't reach the mezuzah. Can we lower the mezuzah? And he said, he said, no, that's something you can't do. Other things maybe, but that's something you can't do. So how did you choose which things you were going to do and which things you, you know? First of all, it's official schools. Mm-hmm. And official schools, you have to study their own matriculation. Uh-huh. There's no choice. But we are lucky enough that uh, the material fit the Haredi community and the Haredi values. Uh, about expulsion, I, I don't believe now in this world that you can protect from expulsion. Right. You just need to give skills how to deal with the new world. Mm-hmm. The way to protect all the time, you know, um, for many years ago, it was good, very good. You can build eye walls and be physically protected. Sure. But now you can sit inside those eye walls and have access to, to anything, everything. everything. Right. And I'm telling you, if you go to Mea Sharim right now, you can you will never imagine how many people have access to the internet. Yeah. And the problem is that because the community don't let uh, they have access to the internet, so they have open internet. Uh-huh. Those communities are much more conservative, like Kalin, Rabbi Kalin, that he he understood that this is the new world. In in his community, everybody has filters. Uh-huh. So they have the internet. They, they just have internet, have, but have filters, filters yeah. right, right, to protect them. Right. So if you say no, 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 people want to break through. You pretend yourself you have control, right, and you feel you have control, but the fact is that no, no. The Haredi community is not there. And you know, it's a very famous phenomenon that people have two phones. It's famous. Right. The kosher phone and not the kosher phone. Right. And it's sad. Why people and need you, to lie. That, that what exists. do you think for, for a parent that he kids, his, his kids know the wrong that he lies? Right. Yeah, it's, it's horrible. And then you're going to speak, and then you can speak about but that's right. what you... They but, see right through it. Yeah, see right it's through. a bad example. So you, so you know like people in, in the community that you grew up in that, you know, had that, had that. For sure. For sure. Wow. For sure. It's fascinating. Wow, wow. Wow. What, what, what advice would you give to a, to a young mechanic, either in America or in Israel? Anava, humble. Mm. I think the most important midah uh, that we need in those days is to be humble. I mean, if you think you know everything, if you know exact what the way, how to educate, you have to go to study again. Uh-huh. I think we have to understand it's a new generation and we need to give them a lot of respect. And in those days, the knowledge, but you, in the, you know, we know for many years ago, the way to educate kids, just you deliver your knowledge for the next generation. Sure. But now they know more than, more than you. Right, right. So which kind of, of mechanech you are, it's just to give them the right tools and a lot of respect. They're a human being and understanding and listening. One of my greatest rule in our school is about dialogue. Mm-hmm. There is no way the kids... I can couldn't ask any question. I want they should feel free to ask any kinds of question, even if it's not easy. 
And this has become an environment that everybody feels comfortable, safe, confidence. And I think it's also something that raised their self-image. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, I mean, the fact that you allow them to, to be heard, yeah. really, really, like you're saying, it really builds up their self-esteem and, their, and feel, feel loved and feel accepted. That's, yeah. uh, that's amazing. Wow, yeah. that's very, very special. I remember about three years ago, there was this viral video that was going around to everywhere, Yom HaZikaron. And I, I remember, I mean, I saw it and I, w- I was blown away. It was it was incredible the, the the Yom Hazikaron video where you where you brought Yom Hazikaron into a Haredi school, and you you really got the uh, a classroom full of Haredi students to really really feel the loss of Chayalim. How did you how did you create that program? How did what's your methodology to creating that program and, or maybe other similar programs? How did you how did you go about that? Why well, I feel like your psychology. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you have great questions. <laughs> Thank you. It gives me a feeling that I need to process to make a process. <laughs> it's because uh, you've done such amazing things that I can come <laughs> up with some great questions. Um, one of my rules in education is to be co- coherent. I mean, you cannot. Yeah, you. you if if I'm going to lead a a uh, system to educate kids. They should stay with their own identity and to be fully integrated in Israel. I know there is no way, no way that that, that they should know that they will know English and math, and without uh, raising their solidarity toward Israel society, mm-hmm. they will be integrated. Really, wow! So you have to be coherent and said, okay, if you are going or not going, this is another question. But there is no way you're not part of Israel. It's crazy. Those those soldiers, you know, they they, they save your lives. Right, it's unbelievable. It's, I remember watching the video, and I was like, "It's it's it's so true." And I I grew up, and I I was raised that way, but the the Haredim that you were teaching that to, they they didn't grow up that way, and I you felt it, you felt it in the video. Yeah, how did it's it's amazing, it's incredible. So one of my greatest strengths in our in our in our schools is about life skills. Mm. Life skills is, I think, is the new, uh, I mean, you know, in the 21st century, you have to teach creativity, cooperation, communication, critical thinking. Those kinds of skills, it's critical for the new generation. Yeah, very much It's about mobility. How do you you teach them? Okay, so... One of my methods that we're using is in the life skills, and usually in the Hasidic school, I, I deliver by myself because I feel it's something that needs the, the right touch. Yeah, the right touch. Yeah. So it's about many, 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 many soft skills, and it speaks about knowledge and about values and about practice. Mm-hmm. So what I'm doing, for example, I want they should know how to listen. So. I will work about listening skills and I will give them uh, also the Jewish source, uh, Mekorot, why is listening such an important thing mm. and how we can see in our sages that, right. that that's what happened, that, that that's the way that, for example, right, it's powerful for them to see it's in the sources and also to, to, to practice it. Ilel Veshamai, for example. Right, Ilel Veshamai, right. That Ilel always uh, bring the, um, um, Shammai's opinion before. 
and and this is something and also always they will act they will work together with as a couple or with three boys when they have some mission they get some mission so they should internalize mm-hmm. you know that it's not just a, a um, formal lesson and, and just deliver knowledge it's just feeling and this is very 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 strong in my school so this is methods that i have many many tools um that you know it's not uh, uh it's not a secret i mean uh, i i develop a part of it and you know you know you can come to a class and you have to feel the vibe right which kind of tool you're going to draw sure, and sure. F- and use it's not just a, you you can read in some place and what you need to do abc right. just feeling <laughs> yeah right so this is very strong method and it works very much and also we wrote some material mm-hmm. and one of our dreams is just to spread those materials for many many schools i want to tell you something more uh, one of my rabbis is was uh, rabbi Jonathan zaks mm. i was very influenced from rabbi. i had also a privilege to have good relationship with him sure So I spoke with his brother uh, Ellen to take some of his material and to build education lessons. Oh wow. I think it could be game changer. I want those young generation should be proud about the Jewishness. Yeah. And about the community. We're uh, feeling connected. And also about leadership and also it, so many many uh, issues and 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 areas that we can develop in those kids just from ease is you know yeah his yeah. books and wow, his I'd ideas lo- i would love to see what you what you so would i spoke with ellen i really think about i i would like to really to focus on wow yeah cool. i would take a group for people and just sitting down and and walking around this it's uh, amazing wow so you've made a lot of changes in the educational system in the haredi world besides for the changes that you've made what other changes would you make to the educational system if you could make any change you wanted to what would be the uh Number one change, or you could say more than one, but uh, what, would, what would be the changes that you would say? I would say that when I was in, in Yeshiva, I remember the Rosh Yeshiva was like almost a lukim. Right. And I think this is a very big mistake mm-hmm. because, first of all, I don't believe in admire people. I think it's a source of a lot of troubles. Yeah. And it's a very big thing now, and, and especially in America. I mean, probably in Israel too, the... Like looking up to especially like Jewish singers and it's, yeah. it's like a very big deal. Yeah. So I, I'm always saying for my for my students, you should know if you admire, you cannot speak with this guy for two weeks. Uh-huh. Publicly, I'm saying. Right. Listen, I used to say for the kids, you should know we have the same challenges with the, as you. We have just a little bit more uh, experience. Right. Right. So. What is important, I will never speak to the kids things that I, 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 I don't do just to pretend myself as a, as, sure. a, as a guy. And I feel the honesty is very, very strong and that's why they accept other things. Mm-hmm. And I think those, those days needs people who are the same eye contact. I mean, people that their kids will really appreciate the personality as not a uh, mushlam, a perfect person. Uh-huh. So you're saying Rebbeim and Rosh Hashiva that are more relatable to the... Yeah, everybody has a Yitzhara. They should know. And everybody needs to be careful. I think this is one of the important things. Kids feel if you're honest or, or it's about you. And all, I would say something else. I always say for the educators in my school, 
that this school is not about you and it's not about me it's about the kids right and we need to focus about their needs not our needs and people kids feels you cannot fake those yeah. kinds of relationship very much so and I think something else that Bo Hashem is you know parents when they they are not living well the kids feel unstable right I think in a school or in yeshiva when the staff has good relationship it's projecting for the kids uh, and it gives a very a feeling of, st- of, of st- that there's a stable place and I think it's influenced them very much mm-hmm And again, I'm sorry about my English. No, no, no. I'm a very deep jet, jet, <laughs> jet lag. No, jet no. Lag. <laughs> no worries. Um, yeah. You mentioned earlier that the, you, know, you were f- afraid of the trajectory of the Haredi community and that it would eventually lead to really emptiness. How do you inspire your students and inspire your machanchim, your abayim, to... Have this to help the students to connect to Hashem and and how do you inspire your own students to connect to Hashem and not and avoid that emptiness so I will tell you I have a rule in my school before we are working with with the students about something we need to work with with ourselves mm. for example you ask about connecting this is one of our issues this year how we connect our kids to Hashem mm. and we said before we're gonna work with the kids we're gonna make we're gonna work with us what does it mean? what we need and uh, what is the the right message and which what's the right material to use we're gonna make a walk with us and we're gonna check if we know exactly what we want mm. and what does it mean to be Kirvat Elokim wow. and then we're gonna start working with them so what are some of the things that you've been finding as you're working on it this year what Kiddush Hashem Kirvat Elokim so what, what as you're working on the Kirvat Elokim yeah what are you finding We start working we, we, we read some materials mm-hmm. from some uh, from previous Rabbim and uh, we also learned Rambam a little bit we need we want to even Rabbi Lichtenstein is a part of our uh, text right, right. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, he's one of also one wow. of my amazing uh, my uh, my uh, Azeh for Rabbi Rabbi Lichtenstein yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah. He put put a lot of Uh, in, in my spiritual understanding in Kevat Elokim, for example. Right. Uh, so, so this is Amazing. one of, we, we are learning together, we're just asking questions, then we're going to make some materials that we can deliver to the kids. Uh-huh. So this is as part of your staff development or training yeah. Yeah. to develop and train yourself. Wow. Absolutely. You That's cannot, incredible. for example, I'm, I'm not the greatest davener. It's really hard for me to, It's hard, but it's not, it's not easy. I would never say, I have to daven. I mean, again, the honest, the integrity that we need to use in education is something very important. Mm-hmm. And even you are not perfect, it's okay. Don't pretend yourself as right. a Don't perfect, fake it. fake it. No, right. no. Let's be honest. So talking about tefillah a little bit, what are, what are some things that we can do to help tefillah be a little more... easy and so, it's so hard for everyone so I'm not the guy to answer I'm telling you I'm not the guy I don't feel that I can't uh, can, I appreciate can't. your honesty it's, it's, yeah. a, it's a very sincere answer yeah that's thank what you. I feel thank you what, what would you say are the unique challenges of educating today's children I would say that we need we're, we're not so attractive inside as outside what do you mean the way that the world is exposed for the for the kids is We are lucky still in the Haredi community there is some great things the Haredi community and I, I don't want to lose it right it's 
there is some still innocent. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you know, tmimut rishonat tmimut shniya. Innocent, the first innocent, the second sure. is the first innocent. Is I mean, that you don't know, but I would like they should know, but adopt the second innocent. Uh-huh. You know, the people have a mistake. We used to call some people as conservative. Who is a conservative person? Who was open-minded and then decided to preserve something mm. because we use it as conservative shamranim shamranim right right in this world we need to give anchors the way to give anchors to expose them to the uh, complexity of the world and then they should have the understanding why they want to preserve this is i think the best way to make sure they continue uh, hmm. in our in uh. our way in the tradition tradition way that that's that's what i feel if it's 100% succeed no Because we, you know in education, everybody knows who is educated that the results is not in our hands. And there is 150 reasons why kids change or have different opinions. But I think if we, oh, there's something else as about love. People want, kids want recognition. And if they don't have in the school from their vein, they're going to take, take it another way. Right. It's like a vacuum. Mm. vacuum. It's a very good point. So it's important to make private conversations and to you know sometimes just you can buy a book and bring from some of your students you know how, how it gives them a feeling yeah it be you very think powerful. about them sure even a cookie something like that right even I the smallest of, of things it just it yeah. just says i i, yeah, I care about I you i think about you right even to pick up a phone and say how are you how is the last week i had uh, yeah one of my of, students today got got hurt in school he had to go to the hospital to get stitches wow I texted him in the afternoon. I just said, hey, I just want to check in. He's like, wow, Rabbi, thank you so much. And he's like, he's like, that really just made my day, which I was, I was really, I genuinely cared. I wanted yeah. to just check in on him, but, but it, to him, it made, it made a real, you know, real, um, a real hashba. Real Very ma- strong. Yeah. Almost, yeah. Wow. What's your take on, you know, I know in the, in the Haredi community, we, we were talking a little bit before about the, about technology. What's your, what's your take on their, on their access, on children's and teens access to technology? You you mentioned that you know it's important to show them the world to be able for them to to pull back. Do you feel the same way with technology? Do you feel differently? Once, if if I could uh, if I could uh, have control, and there is still many many communities and people they really don't have access. Maybe the, in the younger generation for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think we are lucky still. But this is going to change. Um, so meanwhile, let's let, let's enjoy from the, the the fact that there is so many have no access, and right. I think that the internet is a source of um, knowledge and everything. But also, in as as I said before, in the road you travel and you have you take some risk. So I don't think we need to fight with technology. You know, you know, in America, it was for many years, for five or six years, it was a very big event uh, against technology. We sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, it was so funny because how we know about this event is because everybody recorded with the iPhone. <laughs> right, that was the irony of it. Everyone was like looking like, how does everyone know about this, Asifa? Because of, you know. <laughs> so so this is one end, don't understand what other end. I think fighting against technology is we lost it's a losing battle it's a losing battle yeah yeah yeah. it's a losing battle and i think again i think we need to focus about how we can which kind of tools and skills 
and a deep sense of feeling in Jewishness. Mm-hmm. Why you choose, what, which price you're going to pay. And also, I think we need for the, for the, uh, the new generation to, to let them know there is always a way back to God. Mm. Always, always. And if you fail or it was not a good day, it's okay. You know, we are saying each day, just mm. give it our part. We're not saying everything. Right. We have parts. And we need, I think we need to, to let them know that we also uh, evaluate um, parts. Let's say if you down shachis, fine, Baruch Hashem, everything was, you have a good, good shachis. Doesn't mean, in, in Minche it was not so good, doesn't mean you right. fit. No? Okay. Right. You don't shachis, it's amazing. Yeah. Oh, you make chesed, you do something. I think the the perfection, the way we we deliver something that ideals very huge, right. this could be broken. So how do, how do we remove that stigma of needing to be perfect, perfect at, at all times? Because that's also... I don't know how, you know, in the hard world, probably Instagram is not, I don't know, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. In like Instagram world is social media, everyone needs to always look perfect. Hmm. And that's, that's you know, the major issue. How do we break that stigma? Everybody knows it's, it's uh, you have to look perfect, but right. everybody knows right. what's going behind the scenes. But that's what ends up causing this pressure to be perfect at yeah. all times. So how do we... We are speaking with them. Mm-hmm. Speaking, I think always it's a dialogue. And if they're speaking and understanding, you know, in each grade is a different way how to, to speak with them. It's mm-hmm. not, you cannot speak sure. with the 13, 14 years and the 18. So you're but saying just even, helping them process it and understand that it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Right. It's okay. Don't don't blame yourself. Mm-hmm. Just be, I used to, I was, uh, I don't believe with the students each morning, Shachis, and after Shachis, I used to say, only today. Only today. Forget from yesterday. Tomorrow. Right. Let's. What? Which kind of day we're gonna do? Gonna gonna make this. Uh, sure. So it's about this to evaluate moments and seconds, and just enjoy this day. Uh, and 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 I can say one of my graduates said it's so powerful for his life because it's become a part of him. Uh, not thinking about the past and now the future, just t- today to focus about today. Sure, sure. It helps to make his... Uh, yeah, for sure. Shitata Salami, if you know. <laughs> and what what would you say is your approach towards uh, towards discipline? Discipline. Yeah, I'd say both in school and at home, but maybe we'll talk we, at home. I'm know, telling yeah. you, I, you can check it, what I'm saying. I have zero vandalism in my school. Zero. Yeah. I never put any shackle about fixing things. You know why? I will tell you. It's about respect. If you give them a fancy place and respect them, they, they just give back. They're human beings. How do you teach them that respect, though? Because I, I, you give. You, you don't need to respect. It's not something you have to talk about. Uh-huh. Just when a kid needs him to something, you never push him aside or you give a, a glint like who you are. Like think, it's big people. It's it's like you know someone in the show. Respect them. They feel the sense of respect. If you need something, let's say if you know sometimes kids they don't have cheshek to, to study. They say they have ache, uh, uh, headache. For headache, example, sure. you know you know mm-hmm. it's one of all. In, so I, I use uh, uh, Ah, I know your stories. Mm-hmm. This is not kavod. Respect. Right. They wow. 
I understand you. What can I help you? Should I make a tea, mm-hmm. a tea or you want to go? You re- the way you respect and you treat them, you get back. It's so simple. I have to say, I did it 20 years. And you know what? I will tell you, I was for many years ago. I, was a, a, I had a uh, teacher in English. He had so many problems with this, with, with this, some of the child. Mm-hmm. And it was a pedagogical meeting. Right. And he said, wow, this guy, this, this kid is terrible, terrible. And I said, wow, let's ask the other teachers what they said. And mm-hmm. he said, would he? Shloini? He's a perfect boy. Really? And he understood very much. Right. Well, it's his problem. It's right, not the right. kids. Wow. It's, it's always. So, so um, not, but not, with, not just with regards to vandalism, meaning in terms of when you're dealing with difficult students who are acting out in school, you're saying it's the same thing. Treating them with the respect. And yeah. Yeah, you know, even I will need to true out the kids. Yeah, I don't. This is not something that I believe. But let's say so, something. You know, some I will do it with the greatest respect. He will always remember, even if he need to leave the school. It was with full respect. I will sit with him. I will explain. I will ask him if he understand. And you know, you know, we have one of the rules is masevet mm-hmm. You know, masevet You make an action, and you're gonna. Uh, carry the results. Right. This is a language. We are not speaking about punishment. For example, if you break, let's say, if you break something, you you you're gonna take. You, you right. Meaning the, the consequences are, are directly connected yeah. to the. In, in, mm. And I will always give him to decide which kind of uh, consequences. Really. Oh, that's so again, just give him the control to mm. him, and then the, it's which is which control. is also a form of respect. Of saying, I, yeah. I I respect you to be able to make the right decision here. Yeah. Never scream of a kid again. Uh, um, among others, just respect. Right, right. It's so simple. I sure. tell you, when I, um, okay, it's a long story. It's not, not gonna. <laughs> no, I'd love to hear. No, I, when I took the Russian immigrant school sure. for for 20 years ago, yeah. um, it was not a simple school. It was, it was exist before. It was a lot of vandalism and a lot of troubles. And it was, uh, and I came to the dormitory and I said, I, I, it was like um, not a good feeling in the dormitory. There was no flowers, nothing. It was like, like a feeling of emptiness. And I decided to buy some flowers, uh, artificial flowers. Mm, that's nice. And I put it and one of the kids came to me and asked me, why do you put those, those flowers? <laughs> Tomorrow it's not going to be. You don't know how it's cool. And I looked at his eyes and I said, it's going to be. I promise you, it's for you. Right. And it's still, those flowers are still, still there. Still wow. There. That's incredible. Yeah. That's amazing. Has your has your Chinuch approach changed over the years at all? Uh, if I change the way I educate? Yeah, the way you educate. We're always fixing ourselves. Mm-hmm. I, so like in what it ways? Sounds, it's like, it's, it sounds like I'm a perfect uh, education system, but should, you should know that one of our greatest um strengths in our school is we know how to criticize ourselves mm-hmm. all the time there is no one meeting that i ask if we need to something to change if i had some mistakes and it's a process it's nisuviti yeah i didn't say i didn't know how you say yeah, it's, a, it's a give and take give and take it's yeah. nisuviti yeah all the time for sure sure for sure right you know sometimes i i remember the beginning i was sure that's the exact way how to deal with and after two years you understand you're crazy right it's it's also about understand that I didn't have any example to duplicate. I mean, it's a new system, the Haredi community. I, I didn't kind of have, I couldn't get in 
to be inspired from other school like this. So we need to create something from from mm. you. So who, who how, what were you inspired? I mean, who were your role models in 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 education that inspired you to to see all these things and to know all these things? I have true great models. It was the vision of Rebbe. I was very is is Talmud. I have learned from him about experience uh, in mitzvot, in in shirim, in singing, in Shabbos. Ah. He gave me so so much in my life. I will tell you something. I, I I always said for for the students in the school that I wanted the beginning to open a school just for Shabbat. Mm. School Shabbat. Yeah. Shabbat school because That's I so believe cool. very much in the way the informal way how to deliver. Yeah, the experience informal. Yeah. yeah, amazing. But Such I a told cool them. Idea. Yeah, I told them that I knew and no one is going to come to the school. So I'm telling them I have matriculation. I have courses. I have music. I have. <laughs> but this is not the, the idea of Shabbat. I really believe I put a lot of them, a, a lot of effort to make Shabbat very fun. And we have just uh, twice a month. Shabbat in, in, in Shabbaton, in, in, yeah. Wow. So this is a Levin Serbe and Rabbanat influenced me very much, and I have to say Rabbanat Zak the last last uh, seven eight years I have I get from him a lot a lot a lot. Wow. So I know it's not the conventional way out to get because all of each of them present something really different, but. I've learned from oh, Rabbi Oh, yeah, and that's what I learned from Rabbi Lichtenstein that mm. we need, we, we cannot resolve the complexity we need to live with. Mm. And this is something that I try to deliver to also to my students, even if it's not easy, because yeah. in those ages, is uh, white and black is very, very the way you understand, understood the things. Right, right. Yeah. Wow. So I want to shift focuses a little bit more yeah. towards parenting. Yeah. So... You grew up in Meisharim. How were you raised? What was the, what was your childhood like? What was how how did your parents parent you? Uh, I have very good memories of Meisharim. I had the privilege to know great people, mm-hmm. and at the same time, as you know, Meisharim is was very very they have autonomous place. I mean, I mean uh, the protest against Shabbat, uh, anti-Zionism. Uh, I will never forget in the Yafsakot in our school, we, we sung many, many songs about against Zionism. Sure. Yeah. And and I think it's a narrow uh, knowledge of understanding what's going outside the world. Mm-hmm. And it's sad. It's sad. And because you cannot educate kids that you need to protest each day for something different. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. So... I'm blessed. I have a very great, great mother, but also my father, my grandmother, and grandfather. They live in Measharim, so I I can say that uh, beside my good memories, I I always remember that this is not the kind of life I would like to mm. to uh, adapt for me and sure. for my family. Uh, so once I, you know, I had a chance, I, I make something different, but uh, I, it comes with respect. That, that's what I want to say. I'm not against, I'm not, a, I'm, I have much more mercy than eight. You know, people who get up in the morning and they, they believe in one truth and they're not satisfied. This is a way that white people are frustrated. I think the combination between those two things. Oh, that, that what? That people believe that 
they all want trust in their life. Yeah. And they have no satisfaction. Interesting. Meaning you think that, that you're saying in terms of the fact that the, the Haredi community believes that they have I mean, they one I'm truth? not going to say about the Haredi community. I mean, or you're saying in general? Ma- many, in general. Mm-hmm. In Islamic world the same. I think the violence comes from those places. I mean, the violence comes from the fact that they, yeah. they believe this is what, this yeah. is the reality, this is how this the world the is, and, and yeah. you know, it's not, it's not true. Yeah, this is the way I understood uh, why. So, Bukh Hashem, I think uh, I, I, I'm blessed that I had the courage to, to think different and to with respect. Again, I don't believe that someone can influence your community with hate. You have to come with love, loyalty, and also with anava that you by yourself you don't know everything mm. but step by step i can tell you i have very good conversation with many great rabbis secretly even i say it publicly i'm not gonna say with the rabbis sure. but i'm telling you and i think all of them really understand what i'm doing and they support me quietly mm-hmm. And one of the robbers asked them, why you cannot give me a public support? And they said, I cannot say something that people will not understand what I mean. Mm. And it could could bring them or make not the right decisions. And that's the way how you confuse your community. So we need to be careful. Right. And do, yeah, just do a good... Just keep doing your... Just keep doing. (laughs) Right. Wow. Wow. What what advice would you give to a young parent as they, you know, if, I mean, we're, we're going to get to the, to your article, you know, if, uh, with your children a little more soon, yeah. but just in general with how to, you know, you being, having experienced the parenting, the way that, the way that you were brought up and, and, you know, choosing for yourself that you wanted something different. What would you advise for a young parent? So let's say until the age of seven, it's critical how you you raise your kids mm-hmm. because after seven there is things they cannot you're not going you, you cannot go back mm-hmm. what do you mean by that in terms of what uh, development of of our of our um, organic um, of our brain yeah our thinking thinking yeah. and it's really hard for me to explain in english but in hebrew could you can explain but so so it's really really um important to f- be focused on the young young ages. But what I want to say is, I think it ca- the time come just to ask for all the parents they need a uh, school. You cannot parenting without learning the play. What is, what's going to be the results if you don't know how to parenting? And I don't know why. The Meaning reason, parents it, need schooling and how to parent. Yeah. Ah. And well, that's what this is all about. That's what, that's what you know. If you ask me, yeah. I think you cannot be a parent without understanding. You cannot be... You cannot parenting without learning theoretically and then practically right. how to parent, to be a parent. Because what, are, what are those skills that, that they need to learn in order to parent correctly? This is a, a seminar. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just for a short yeah. interview, but there's sort of such a lot. Wow. It, it starts with your relationship with your with your husband or your wife, yeah? Yeah. Um, I, you know, if so every let's say that the father the man is focused about the one thing and the mother something different and they fight because those kinds of this is I'll be it and I'll try to translate a little and you mean that two parents who are not united in their right when, when two parents are fighting it's a way to break the strength of their children really 
כלומר, למשל, אם אחד ההורים מאמין במשהו, והשני סותר את הדברים, וכל הזמן הם במאבק מול הילד, <אח> זה מצמיח ילד הרוס. parent meaning children know that parents don't always get along I know so ha- I mean, you know being real with them and yeah no it doesn't mean they cannot they, they don't have some argument right it depends how your argument ah, so you're saying you like the way that you do it in front of children sure. is, is so important of teaching them how to handle conflict and dealing with right right That's right to, to argue the communication to, during an argument is, is so important right yeah then and also I think uh, if you speak about parenting is uh, what is your borders it's a question what, what, what do you mean what is your borders in terms of what uh, in everything in in technology uh-huh. in in giving and giving, and giving I mean like what rules do you have and right what you know sometimes people want quiet moments that they give for the kids mm-hmm What's going to be the results of giving? Right. For example, I mean, you have thousands of, of issues you can, can teach. And once, you know, you never, uh, there's always a very huge gap between theoretic, theoretically. Uh, right, theoretical and practical, sure. But once you have those knowledge and it comes those moments, you know how to draw out opinions, ideas, memories, So I think parenting is such an important thing. I see, you know, I, I, I have, I'm working with, with kids for so many years and I can feel, I can feel kids that they grew up in an environment that was not easy for them. Mm-hmm. And, and it's sad. It, then a psychology costs a lot of money. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Deal with it before so you don't have to deal with that in the end. Right, right. And we, we spoke before a little bit about how, Educators can help their students connect to Hashem. What you, how, how can parents help their children connect to Hashem? The classic answer is uh, be example. I mean, right, being model. Be model. Yeah, sure. That, that's sure. Without modeling, you can, don't speak. Right. Less speaking, just more, more, more model, action. Model. Yeah, for sure. That's for sure. But still, I think Kevata Lokim, there are so many people who are really dedicated to the community and they, uh, at the same time, neglect the, the, uh, the home. The way they, they forget to make chesed at home. Mm. And this is, very, this is not a good message for the kids. So a guy who's in home is like, he, he's in a position as a father. I give a sense of feeling of in a gavat, gava yudit. He's proud of a Jewish, and, and he also his home is about, you know, mm-hmm. a feeling that something sure. much more spiritual, not just fun, fun, fun. It's a, not about something myself. Something real, something genuine. Yeah, yeah. Even, even you know, if you, uh, I used to say for my students, if someone has finished school and not open one day, you me, for example, 
at least, is not is not graduated from my school. Mm-hmm. It's not such a big effort. It's a little effort, but it means a lot. And if you can see that Gmore is a part of your life, it's 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 influenced them right. without speaking. I don't believe in speaking, mm-hmm. but still, you know, you can do so much, and still. You don't have any any control on the right. results. So I guess that's a good segue. You know, in, in September, you wrote an, an incredible article that was uh, that really. First, I want to say thank you for for being so open with with the world about the, the you know the struggles that you went through as a parent, and and you know you wrote about uh, about about your your child and the the experience that you had with with your daughter who yeah. you know left left the religion and and. And how you dealt with that, and how you walked with her so openly, and loved her so much, and it was incredible. So, so first and foremost, I, I know that writing openly about this must have been very, very difficult. What what advice can you give to parents who don't necessarily embrace their children's either hashkafa or you know religious choices to, uh, or 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 parents who are embarrassed by their children? What what advice can you can you give to them? Wow, you know what mainly in the Haredi community, and I think it's a phenomenon that belongs for all kinds of communities. It's the Maya Gidu, what people are going to say. Right, 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 sure. And I'm blessed because I broke this uh, value. Sure. And throw it in the in, in the sea. Right, right. And this is something that could release you from holding sometimes t- tensions. Maya Gidu put it aside. Right. No one really care about you. How? How did you do that? So uh, bec- that's who I am. I felt I need to think to do what something. What this person thinking? Of, right. You know, I will tell you something. If some there is a some if some someone somebody speaks behind your back, it's a sign that you are for him. For him. Right. That you're doing good things. That you're <laughs> no. You are for him. Yeah, oh, interesting. Ah, that you're in front of him, meaning that you're... He's, he's, he's in the back, you're in the front, right. And right. I'll tell you something more, that most people don't... Issues, don't they have time to waste about you, maybe two minutes, three minutes. <laughs> so it's crazy to treat not well your kids because... Because of someone else, right. I understand it's in the Haredi community it's about Shiduchim mm-hmm. in all kinds of of communities and which kind Truskat, Shachir. Right. You know, release yourself from all those kinds of, of kvalim of of this is not something. So I think this is the most important thing. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. If people will release it will, will say, I do the best as a parent. Parent the Gushbuch would never give you a child because you're Haredi or, or Lithuanian or, or Svardi or, 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 or modern Orthodox. This is your child. Mm, that's a really powerful This point. is your child. This is your child. And, and if Hashem gave you this child, it's because he, he, he trusts that we're able to... He trusts. Right. He trusts you. And also, it's not always your, your tough kid uh, to bring them where you think you, you have to bring mm. Wow, that's a that's a powerful, that's a very deep idea. Yeah, people should understand that your kids is your kids. This is Kushbuch give you presence, and I will tell you, I really believe that uh, in the spiritual world. I mean, if Kushbuch send you sometimes kids that they have different choices or different issues, God trust you, believe believe in God and. And you know, I, you know, I'll tell you more. If you release from all those kinds of tension, so Kashbuch will take care. 
if you don't release, Kshbok don't take care. Interesting. Because Kshbok said, ah, you, you know how to right. do it. So, okay, Bakasha. Right, so if you know, if you think you know, then, you know then I'll let you do I'll, yeah, I'll, Bakasha. If not, I'll, I'll step in and I'll help yeah, you. Yeah, wow. trust him. Trust God. Wow. Trust God. And, and you were mentioning that parents, maybe like this misconception that parents think that I have to lead my children to be exactly what I want them to be. But that's, that's not true. That's what it's you're not saying. true. Right? No, no, it's not true. It's not true. It's, I think it uh, comes from, uh, it's a selfish way of thinking mm-hmm. because people are different and they have different choices, different experiences, different, um, they have different ways how they, um, uh, that they, yeah, that they, that they explain it. things, interpret things. Interpret, yeah. yeah, they're doing things. Yeah. So, so we need to really be open-minded in love and to love them and to give them love. Right. You know, it's, the m- most of the cases is about you know coaching both. Believe mm-hmm. me, they nev- no one of them do it against because they just want to to out you. To, sure, uh, it just you know it was always. It's not a new phenomenon. Maybe now it becomes more because 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 a larger community. Sure. So the months and the numbers more, are more, growing. Right. Um. Yeah, and you know what? I will tell you. I think I know many many stories. Kids who are of the direct, and once they, 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 I'll tell you, uh, someone told me a very a interesting story. He met a guy, he's 25 years, and uh, he just asked him who you are, and he said, You know, I just of the derech, my parents live in Sohotsk in Yerushalayim, mm-hmm. and uh, because they, you know, it's not comfortable for me to come back, and they threw me out in the beginning. Okay, wow. Yeah. And I have no connection with them. And he said, you're not normal, I'm your neighbor. And you know what your father told me? That since you leave your home, it never closed the, the door. Wow. Because it says, if you're going to come in the middle of the night, you should, you should find should the open door. To come out. Wow. And he, he went back. I mean, it's so important to leave the door open Being always. The door open always at all times. Having that unconditional love that you spoke yeah. about. Yeah, and sometimes, you know, when after you make your journey, you come back at home because dome is the best place. Right, right. What advice can you give to parents to to have to develop that unconditional love when it's when it's so hard for them? When it, meaning, don't parents, blame yourself. If you don't, it's not it's not about you. Don't mm. don't consider yourself too much. Uh-huh. It's not about you. Don't blame yourself. There is so many reasons why kids choose different. Okay, and sometimes it's about ADD. Sometimes as kids could be molested. So this is one of the greatest reasons why kids. You don't know maybe, right, right. or something like uh, ADD, or kids so. There's so many reasons. Kids who are come from a divorced family, it's the percentage of them who are sure. living is very high. And people, kids who are living in a home that parents are fighting with each other, this, they feel uncomfortable to right. stay there. Right, 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 right. And there is so many. Uh, I can say I give the best example for my kids about um, my relationship with my wife. We, we have so much respect at home. We never, unbelievable. If if I would say this is the rules, I could I would show that my kids would never one of them does yeah would never uh, be off there. But there were so many reasons, and we need to respect and respect and love. And I really believe that maybe this will bring him back. And if not, it's also okay. Right, right. 
So and it's okay. As, when you reflect on it, you know, you wrote that article, and as you reflected on it, were th- did you ever notice that there were signs of it happening? Like, can you now that you like look back at it now? If signs in the in, yeah with yeah, yeah with your daughter. For, for example, my daughter she she always asked questions uh-huh. and uh, she was not a conventional child. Mm-hmm. Um, Is there anything that you would have done differently? And, I, or? I, and you know what? When she was in Kita Gimel, she asked question for the teacher and she said those kinds of questions you cannot ask here in our school. Oh really? And she's very smart and uh-huh. she you know oh, but I don't think that's the reason. We don't know. Right. We really don't know. Just sometimes, right. sure. <laughs> is there is there anything that you would have done differently, reflecting back on it now, or really, I made the greatest chesbon nefesh, and I can tell you, that's my feeling and my wife that we do the best what we can. Right, that's great. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And what about with your dealing with your with your other children? How did you parent them? All while... all of my children is different. Uh huh. So each of them have a different, and we have an open family. We know how to discuss, how to, to make dialogues uh, so it's like having, having open discussion is, is important. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. About it. I mean, you had open discussion about with everything. your other children about, about your daughter while I was having everything. Everything, wow. yeah. Don't, don't, don't uh, keep secrets. Sure. Just speak and about your challenges. It's not easy. It's not, it's, you know, it's a, it's painful in the beginning. It's not just, ah, you get out, you, you have the derech, ah, shalom. Right, right. It's a process. As a sure. parents, you lost something. Yeah, yeah. And it's painful. And how you process your pain, and now you understand it's your pain, but it's your choice. Right. It's a process. Yeah. I think it's very important to before uh, before we think how to treat our children, we need to treat ourselves. As, mm. as I told you right. when about about my my staff. Sure. Uh, a good psychology we can accompany it. I mean, I can deliver to to process together what you feel and those kinds of things is very important because if you're strong enough, you have the uh, the capability to to not to not to be judgmental for the kids and also just to accept them, really accept them, really not fake, really right. accept them. Right. Wow. That's mm-hmm. uh, it's am- it's amazing. It's it's also so. You know, uh, I have a friend. That is is very crazy, and he asked me about. Oh, we talk about. So he told me he has a son that he become of the derech, and one day his son came to him and said he wants to make a ring in his an earring in in an earring. Yeah. So it's like you know you can buy it, you can do it by yourself. Sure. So the father, the father says, "Let me, I will do it. I know how. I'm very uh, accurate in right. it." So this this father making wow that's incredible ah huh? that that's real you know unconditional amazing, love that's really accepting right yeah. wow it's also so I I love the idea that you shared about about discussing it openly with your family yeah. because I feel like it's more unconventional for parents to think that they that they can share things with their family because they feel like we're the adults we have to deal with it but to discuss it openly it's very powerful and it really brings the children in. You know, if they're, if they're old enough and able to handle and mature enough, it's that that could be a very powerful experience. Wow. It's incredible. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you for being so open about it and, and, and sharing about it. You you cannot imagine how, much, how many parents in the Haredi community just reject their kids. And I was testified almost of suicide from one of the girls in our community. Really? Yeah, just because I, I spoke with the parents. Yeah. You know, 
so many ask me of advice. Right, sure. And I give them advice, but people are people. If you don't change yourself and you're young, nothing will help you. Yeah. It's very sad what I'm saying. Yeah. No, Otherwise, you have so much, you know, motivation to change yourself. But all those beliefs and all the, the threat from the community, you know, the feelings. And it was so sad and I, I couldn't influence him. So I understood those kind, that, that to publish something that I deal with could inspire so many in, inside the community. And even... Maybe I saved so many lives. I don't know. Yeah, no, I I, think. I, I saw the article pass around on many, many different forums. Last week came to me a Belz woman. Belz. You know Belz? Yeah, yeah, sure. Sure. And she showed me a picture of your child with with jeans. Yeah, wow. And she told me, since you... Uh, I saw your article. I changed completely. Really? I watch, yeah. And wow. you cannot imagine you save my family. So, Boch Hashem, it's like, wow, I have a schus. Mamisha schus. I don't know. It's an instinct. It's yeah. not. I didn't think too much before. Right. I felt that, that that's the truth. I want to do something. Wow. But Incredible. Wow, just last week. Wow. I mean, it's it's clear that, you know, you're, you're an individual who... You know, both with your schools that you started and really trying to push the Haredi community to 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 help it, and and also with your children, with your family, the way you handle things is it's it's so impressive. It's amazing. Believe me, I really feel I'm a little person with very big uh, dreams, mm. and uh, this is not just me. You should know one of my greatest strengths that we have in our uh, my mission that I'm surrounded with such. Beautiful and great people, mm. unbelievable. Amazing. I'm, I'm, you know, they teach me. You cannot. I have some of my staff, so I'll, I can speak with them about them for hours. All the dedication and all the the brilliant people, and this is about them. Wow, it's incredible. Yeah, Mamish. amazing. Thank you so much for sharing all of this. It's uh, really this was inspiring for me. And I know it'll be inspiring for so many others and uh, both to hear about how you went and started and, and really pushed, pushed the, you know, the envelope within the Haredi community to, to, to help the Haredi community is, is inspirational. It's amazing. And the, you know, the way that you handled your, your daughter and uh, which is, you know, and I appreciate your willingness to talk about it despite it being such a, a, a painful, you know, part of your life. And, uh, and, and like, like you said, saving one person you're saving you're saving thousands and the fact that you published it and the fact that you're talking with us now about it really really appreciate it and thank you again for taking the time out of your trip here really appreciate it thank you for inviting me it was great speaking to you you have brilliant questions i have to tell you no thank you and um wow and i hope we'll be able to have another conversation again soon (laughs) okay thank you so much yeah yeah thanks again for pressing play and joining us for this amazing conversation. This episode was really so insightful, both from an educational and parenting perspective. It was so fascinating to hear about the Haredi world, especially about the fact that phones are an issue there too. Internet, it's really just, it's fascinating to hear that they have the same struggles and and they're really struggling in those areas. I personally gained a tremendous deep insight into the mind of this incredible educator who clearly has a lot of experience and really understands children and what they need to be successful in school and at home. 
I loved his take on middle school about the importance of dialogue, as well as his understanding of the need to teach life skills like communication, creativity, and so many other things. It was so cool to hear a Haredi Jew talk so passionately about Rav Aaron Lichtenstein and how he put a lot of, as he called it, Kirvat Elohim in his spirituality. Really incredible. Despite all of his experience, Rabbi Bambach is so humble. I was so impressed with his ability to say that he was not the right person to answer about tefillah. Wow. I mean, that really blew me away. It is clear that Rabbi Bambach did an amazing job of handling his daughter's difficulties with their religious practice and did not let it affect their relationship, which is really so impressive and so noteworthy because we all know if we were going through something similar, it would be so hard for us. As Rabbi Bambach said, he understood that our children are presents from Hashem and that Hashem trusts us to do, to do the best job we can in raising them. Rabbi Bambach is really such an insightful person. I know that I gained a tremendous amount from this conversation. And if you gained, please help your friends out. Help your families by recommending this episode. Let us know what your biggest takeaway was, either by DMing us on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, by sending us a message via our website, education.org. A reminder to please help us by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. Next week, we will have the tr- special opportunity to hear Alex Fletcher, a columnist for Mishpacha Magazine, the co-host of the DMC Podcast, and someone who, ha- who was in the field of education in a very informal way for many years and eventually left it. We will discuss why she left it, how her parenting changed after leaving the field of education, reflections on her career, and what changes she would make, and much, much more. Looking forward to next week. Have an amazing week.